Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. And welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I'm your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Joe, Worshipful Brother Ken. We're uh, very somber up here today. A serious mood. A serious mood. We just watched uh, the Patriots uh, lose to Miami. Lose. I guess that's what you call four and eleven team. Good evening, Brother Jim Jim Trensky. He says good evening, hey, Brother, Brother Tyler. Jim. So uh, tonight's episode, we were originally going to have NASCAR. Uh, the NASCAR David Reagan, brother David Reagan, on. Um, he was unable to, so we have to reschedule again. No worries. We'll get it done at some point. Mm-hmm. But we decided to uh, go with our uh, alternate universe theme. Yep. What if Freemasonry was abolished by Love the U.S. government? <laughs> Me so too. What's going on, Soren? Um, well, first, let's do some uh, general homework that we usually do and uh, i'm going to start it off and change it up a little bit we're going to read a recommendation on facebook from ryan thomas recommends the freemasons podcast i have listened to all your podcasts and they are a perfect presentation of what it is to be a mason i am a master mason at lebanon lodge number 175 in maryland and it shows how well this fraternity and all of our brothers are equal to each other except puppet george <laughs> <laughs> some puppets are less so. equal yeah so thank you uh, brother <laughs> thank you brother so let's give a toast brothers right hand to arms to arms, arms. Ready. ready ready aim aim fire good fire fire all together brothers vivat 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 all right we are up to 869 likes on facebook it's freaking awesome it keeps climbing so uh, we have two more, Patrick Pahoic and Cade Portnier. I think I got that last name. I'm actually, actually, it sounded right. P o r t e n i e r Portnier. I'm sure we'll hear about it. Portnier. Portnier. I don't know. Uh, whatever. One of the two. The French pronunciation. How you doing, brother? Richard Hoffman says, "Good afternoon, brothers." Good afternoon. Well, evening here, yes. but. Still kind of yeah, late. It just late looks dark so. outside because of, you know so, uh, the season. I read the toast. I excuse me. I read the. Uh, <clears throat> I read the likes. Joe, toast them. Brethren, right hand to arms. To arms. arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat! 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 I'm doing two things at once here. That's all right. Uh, Didn't sound like it. Yeah, I'm a little delayed. I just want to make sure that there's no more Apple reviews, and then we'll get right into the meat and potatoes of our, uh, of our, yeah, no, no Apple reviews. 
but we do have uh, 74 ratings. Most of them are all five stars, too. So thank you for everybody who likes, rates, reviews, comments. Uh, for our Patreons, we want to thank you for uh, everything that you guys do. Um, we got some new tech uh, recently, and we're going to be getting more and more. And so I want to mm -hmm. thank all of our Patreons so, uh, and everybody who supports and helps us. So uh, let's get into it. Alternate universe. So let's, let, let's set the ground rules here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> First, we need the little intro. So we know that back in history, there was a third, first third party of the U.S. government was the Anti-Masonic Party. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to go with maybe the springboard of that and or if they abolish, we're going to explore both of them. If it was abolished then or if it was abolished now. Okay. So um, either way, I think it all coincides with each other. N nothing different would have happened back then than it would have now. Eventually, we would have been like prohibition and just came back anyway. Yeah. So. Well, it's a different day and age, and plus we're all Masons right now, so we mm -hmm. can think about what it would be like if we were all told that we couldn't right. so, uh, meet anymore. Yeah, basically, we're going to start with that. If Freemasonry is abolished, if President Trump or a future president decided, yep, you're no longer allowed to be Freemasons anymore. Hmm. Uh, so let's let's discuss it. <laughs> First thing, let's just say what would happen would be I almost guarantee that all of the Freemasons' assets would be frozen by the government. Yep. Mm -hmm. It would all ultimately freeze them, and they would basically take them. Mm -hmm. They would take all of our assets, and uh, we would cease to be able to organize into lodges. Um, as much as you can't organize into lodges, I believe that Freemasons would still meet whether it be at uh, the uh, Hall of Tarwood or the Hall of Zanino. <laughs> yes. We would find a way. The Hall of Justice. Uh, no. I can almost guarantee you that everything that would be social media related to the Freemasons would ultimately cease to exist. And we would go back to a very primitive way of recording our minutes. There would be probably zero communications between Grand Lodges and or Lodges and or visitations. Mm -hmm. But Lodges on an individual basis would still meet. Uh on, on any shape or form, you can't stop us from going over, you know, Worship Brother Ken Tarwood's house and hanging out and having a couple beers, mm -hmm. which they don't know what we're doing in the basement of his house. <laughs> so, and we take our charter not from the U.S. government, but no, we, we do take not. it from the Grand Lodge of Connecticut. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, even if they said you guys don't exist as an organization anymore, right. our charter doesn't mean you know. It's not like the Grand Lodge said, "Oh, okay, all charters are hereby revoked." I firmly believe Some that Masons. if the government, police, whatever, decided to come in and close down our IRS, whatever you know, government body was the one overseeing the the closing of Masonic lodges, mm -hmm. they would probably show up to a room with just chairs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because all of our records would straight up disappear, mm -hmm. including anybody who was who can. They would disappear for two reasons. And again, you see this a lot, in, again, in Nazi Germany when the Nazis mm -hmm. did it to us. The records, they either burned or they hid because everybody whose name is on those records, I mean, granted, I'm the secretary. You're a secretary. Yep. You were a worship master. Our mm -hmm. names are tattooed over at least Ken for an entire year. And that's yeah. not including all the chairs I'm sure you've, you've filled in or any officer chairs that you've had in general. But our names are tattooed yeah. all over, all over dark documents. Yeah. So we wouldn't want the government Documents, websites. Webs yeah. So we if wouldn't, it's like here to here who you get in touch with if you right. want to ask about our local lodge, our names right. are all over them. Right. So you wouldn't want uh you wouldn't want the government knowing our names. Mm -hmm. So all that would 
straight up disappear. Log- uh, yeah. Whatever body would be come into an absolutely empty. Mean, there's certain things that you just can't scrub clean, right? Like anything right. that's on the internet is always going to be mm-hmm. on the internet. Right. So. Right. If somebody really wanted to start mm-hmm. putting, you know, a watch on certain mm-hmm. individuals and say, "Well, these Absolutely. are the most likely to continue to be these are the troublemakers," I, I think they would, <laughs> they'd, know, they'd find us. They'd We're find screwed. Us. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so we've established that fact. We are screwed. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cold up here. I'm not gonna lie, it's a little chilly. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually not a, a cold person, but yeah. it's a little chilly up here. But you have no soul, so you have no body heat either. Wow. So. Come on, that's not true. <laughs> I warm myself up by the light of my hair. Uh, Worship brother Joseph Schultz, I would never turn you guys in, dot, 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 unless there's a cash reward. <laughs> yeah, like five bucks. Dude, he no, turned us in for five yeah, bucks. We couldn't fault you for that. Man's uh, got to eat, right? I would turn Messner in for yeah, a pack got of Skittles. I got a nice, crispy <laughs> Hamilton for you. Here's ten bucks. Yeah. Where are they? Oh, they're right down the street. They're... <laughs> so what you'd end up having is uh, you'd have lodges that went underground disappeared but i think the freemason i mean, I mean I th- it's it's similar to almost like religious persecution and i'm not comparing yeah. freemason to a religion but i mean look at throughout history of all religions that were persecuted especially you know in you want to go back to the roman times when the christians were coming up the uh you know the the pagan uh romans before they turned to christianity they were they were doing merciless yeah. shit to them yeah they were pretty brutal they were pretty brutal that's but it's f- no different really when you come down to it it's an organization it's an organization of people and like the government said or the you know presiding authority at the time mm. said you're no longer to you know able to do this i'd imagine the same same thing would happen with freemasonry right? it would but i think no you would religion you would get into you know the, the first thing that comes to my mind in a, a phrase that comes to my mind it'd be like speakeasy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. you'd have the library Heavily. Well, you, you could do that little... Or you uh, knock in the book. Or you, uh, <laughs> or you slip your dues in a book and then slide it through the hole. Yeah. The William Shakespeare <laughs> bust that you turn the, the knob on. But I think you would it would heavily rely on the symbols of Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. We would become definitely symbolic. That's how, a lot you, of communication. That's how the recognition would go. Mm-hmm. And it could be you know a simple... Uh, whether it be a certain light Mm. Um, on a on a gas light outside of a building or mm-hmm. a door right. painted a certain way, mm. we would find a way to kind of take it mm-hmm. underground. And right. I mean, trust me, people love their booze. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we love our craft more than people love their booze. And mm-hmm. prohibition couldn't stop that. Right. You would mm-hmm. find a way. Now, right. I th- I think you would probably see. Potentially, you could see some type of not only, you know, underground meetings and communication, but you could have somebody, I don't want to say making money off of it, but establishing a market for certain things, almost like a black market. That's what it's trying to get out, Um, whether it be ritual books. Whether it be lapel pins, <laughs> yes, black that, pin that would become our currency. <laughs> right. uh, Brother James Rafferty, uh, I can't turn you guys in. You would drag me into the bus and back it up twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next one is actually Worship Brother Joseph Schultz with a question: Do you think we would turn each other in if pressured? Well, well, let's start with this. This is a good question. Great question, by the way. Um, if we were, if if the government wasn't well, okay, let's start with this. If the U.S. government decided to abolish Freemasonry, you probably wouldn't hear a peep about it because people generally don't care, with the exception of Freemasons who would probably bitch. Yeah. Right. 
But if you go further and start doing like like uh, some Samuel L. Jackson interrogation mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> what was that movie where he was yeah. doing like Pulp real... Fiction? No, no, he was doing real bad interrogations. He was like the interrogator. I don't know oh, okay. the movie. But it was like where you're starting to like waterboard Freemasons to get information. Eventually, that's going to probably turn against the government is, yeah. well, if they can do it to them, they can do it to us. Exactly. So I don't yeah. see like them putting any type of pressure I could see putting them pressure as in like, well, if you don't tell us, and we're going to put you in jail for 15 yeah. years. Well, it would Illegal be like pressure. that. It would be very similar to uh, McCarthyism. Mm. When McCarthy mm-hmm. went after the uh, accused communist. Right. Um, and they would go in and they would haul him into court. They'd have hearings because mm-hmm. communism was uh, against the law. So any of these little meetings that uh, these folks would have, they went in and busted him up. They raided it. Mm-hmm. That's how I see the government yep. responding to this and then you'd have this you'd have these hearings right where you'd get hauled in it's mm-hmm. you know you could it's witch trials it's McCarthyism mm-hmm. I think it would, it would follow right that type of uh, it's a witch hunt it's exactly. a legal framework absolutely supporting it. so I don't think that it, I, I, I'm sure some Freemasons would sing like a canary me I'd be like yeah no I'm going down <laughs> lock me yeah. up you can do whatever the hell you want mm-hmm. Because I know at some point, eventually, this is going to be realized that it's unconstitutional and against the Bill of Rights, right. and I'm going to be released. But I'll be damned if I'm turning anybody else over uh, for any other reason. That's not. That's just not in my. You can do whatever you want. It's. I would never turn anybody yeah. over. Brothers and don't do that. Brothers don't do that. And again, <clears throat> there you go. Right. Our obligations is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in there. If you want to become a Freemason, you can find out. <laughs> right. And I, I was, <laughs> while you're saying that, <laughs> I've got that part right. in my head. Yep. Yep. And yep. it has to do with, you know, I'll just say for those that are initiated, the greater mm-hmm. likelihood part. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You'd have to make that decision. Mm-hmm. You'd have to make that call. Right. Um, but I can't. I can't think of a brother that I personally know or converse with that would even think about turning their mm-hmm. back on a brother. Not uh, happening. I can't. Uh, brother. <laughs> well, he's a clandy. He's a clandy. Brother Corey Lady says, sounds like the name of a new lodge. Speakeasy Lodge. Um, yeah. I yeah. Mean. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there, there's precedent for this, too, as well. You guys know about the, right. uh, the Grand Orient of Iran in exile? No. Okay. So this exact same thing happened in Iran. Mm-hmm. Freemasonry was abolished. There was already a Grand Orient of Iran in the country. Mm-hmm. There were Masons operating in the country. The mm-hmm. government said, you can no longer do this. So there were Masons who Joking. immigrated, who left the country specifically because they wanted to continue to practice the craft. Wow. And there is a Grand Orient for that country that's currently in exile, and it's in the United States. Wow. I did not know that. Um uh, Brother uh, Blumenthal, Benjamin Blumenthal. Masonry would continue to function but operate underground in safe houses. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Worship Brother Schultz. What if family, wife, and kids were threatened? You can take them all. Lock them all up. I got, yeah, no. I got, I got four. So honestly, like <laughs> at least two out of the three are expendable. Yeah, that's what I'd have to do. <laughs> that's when I'd have to do the like the cost benefit analysis and say, I mean, obviously, I love the craft, but. Like, I've got a family that I have to oh, think absolutely. about as well. Like, that would be a tough call. But like I said, when this happened in... Uh, I'm sorry, did I say Libya? I meant Iran. No, you said no, Iran. You said okay. Iran. Yeah, when this happened in Iran, that's exactly what happened. Like, there were people mm-hmm. that were so devoted to the craft that they left the country. 
mm-hmm. they left their cultural heritage behind and immigrated to another country where they could practice. I honestly, uh, it's a tough thing, but I can honestly see myself saying, you can kiss my ass. There's no way I'm doing it. Because yeah, you know what? That's just the way you it's are. It's just the way I am. I'm <laughs> stubborn and I'll, yeah. I'm a stick in the mud. I draw my line. I'll dig my heels in and mm-hmm. nah, no way. Kiss my ass. You can come at me with whatever you got. Mm-hmm. It's just based on the principle that you think you can tell me what I can and cannot do. Yeah. Right. And that's and kind of like. That's a, where I'm at with that. That's a pretty standard American sentiment. Too. Like we're all kind of. <laughs> no, I mean, we're, we're, we're right. very rugged individualists. Mm-hmm. Like that's always right. kind of been. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean. Maybe not so much now as in like the the forties right. and fifties, but that's always mm-hmm. been a very Mer- American idea, which mm-hmm. is you can't tell us what to do. Like we're right. going we're to we build ourselves up from nothing, and that's kind of like the dream. Which also lives here. Uh, brings us to our next. So, we did the cult one, yeah, the Freemasonry and the cult thing, mm-hmm. and you get a lot of seeing that on TV yeah. because I have a strong feeling that a lot of Masonic Lodges, if they ever got caught doing their thing, would probably shoot their way out. Yeah. Um, as in... Not yeah, like even, in Waco. Kind like of in Waco. Yeah. They would barricade themselves in and say, hell no, you can come at us. You can come in if you want, but well, that's a you good do point. so at your there own risk. There would be a lot of propaganda, I'm sure, too. And there would be a lot of... Yeah, oh, yeah. And everybody would terrorist be, Freemasons yeah. and, you know... Yeah. You yeah. get a lot of propaganda on the other side, but again, you got to look at things on both sides of the coin. Maybe you know what you're reading on the news or whatever. Choose your news outlet is saying, "Oh, Freemason terrorists will not give up their guns. They won't come out. They've barricaded mm. themselves in. They right. have hostages." And, and but realistically, all these damn radio guys and doing like the whole pirate radio free yeah. Freemasonry thing. It's yeah, going yeah. Well, honestly, side of the story, right? and this is another. Would happen. Yeah. And this is another scary prospect. Now, if that was flashed on the news. How many other Freemasons would come to the rescue yeah. of those brothers that are being Absolutely. barricaded or being uh, sieged, basically yep. under siege in their, you know, uh, Hall of Tarwood? Yeah. <laughs> God. Think about it. I mean, it Hall of Tarwood's pretty small. I don't know if we'd be able to hold that. There isn't a whole lot of but food But think there. about it, though. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's go back to the Battle of Lexington and Concord. They fired on Lexington and Concord, the British. Yeah. And as they were walking back to Boston, they're getting their ass lit up by all yep. the militias. And I think the number swelled to like 3,000 yep. militiamen were just just shooting them up. Yeah. The entire way went back to Boston. People where, became incensed. And, you know, news moved at a much slower pace. Right, back, right. right. And just remember, and, and, and so did soldiers yeah. because they were all in formation. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And then you have militiamen that are just in the woods lighting up the column, right? (laughs) You love when I do that. (laughs) (laughs) But now you have the British like, holy shit, we got to (laughs) move. We got to go. But But I feel like things like that would happen. Well, even look at things, they absolutely would. Because like uh, Virtual Brother Ken said, the way that the speed at which information travels now. Mm -hmm. Look at even, I don't know, what was it? 20 years ago, maybe more, mm-hmm. the whole Tiananmen Square protest. Yeah. And the world saw that when the tank ran over that guy. Mm-hmm. And Freemasonry being a worldwide fraternity, mm-hmm. you'd start to get... Uh, nowadays, you just could go live on Facebook. You go right. on Twitter. Um, that information would get out there. And it being a worldwide fraternity, that you'd have mm-hmm. the world's attention. 
mm-hmm. to see what was and going you, on with that. I thought I also think that you're going to get a lot of people who are not even Freemason be like, well, if they can do it to them, right? What's to stop them from doing it yeah. to us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rotarians, get your action shoot, together. Choose your weapon. Let LGBTQ, exactly. whether it's uh, uh you know, yeah. motorcycle clubs, whether it's you know, two A people, whether it's the I Elks mean, Club. I mean, it. I'd love to see the Elks coming out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, marching like, you know with freaking antlers. I don't know that not they have today. Antlers, but. Come and take them. <laughs> You know, the Rotarians. Oh, my God. That would be freaking hilarious. By the way, I have brothers in all these organizations, (laughs) and I love them all. Yeah, no. But I I think they would. Get the Knights of Columbus out there. Mm -hmm. I think you would actually, you'd see a lot of crossover there because a lot of their tenets are very similar to Freemasonry. Freemasonry's, yeah, and are likely even based on Freemasonry's tenets. So yeah. that's true, and their ritual is probably to a certain extent. So mm-hmm. what yeah. their ceremonies I mean, re- are and stuff are secret too. So right. where would it stop? Right, right. that was perfect, Ken. Right. That's exactly what I was saying. Where, where, where do you draw the line? Is it just people with the square and compasses, mm-hmm. or now do we go after elks? Do we go after eagles? Do we go after knights of Columbus? Do we go? I mean, these are all same you organizations. Go after the Boy Scouts, book clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Book clubs, <laughs> right? But it, where, like you said, where does it stop? Like in uh, in Red Dawn, the guy's like, "Oh, these these Boy Scouts, oh it's a God. paramilitary." Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Now, see, no. I was going one farther, and I'm picturing like like you know the the girlfriends or wives book book club meeting that they yeah, all meet, right? Exactly, yeah. And just like cops knocking on the yeah, door, yeah. and then it flipped over to like in Pulp Fiction in the in the diner room, and she's like, "I'll execute every yeah. last <laughs> one of you." Copies of Fifty Shades of Grey, like on fire out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god uh, now <laughs> maybe that means that maybe we could pull in uh, like fabio or somebody since, yeah you know. but realistically i think that this would escalate extremely quick where it would, oh, it yeah, would eventually right. spill outside the bounds of, of freemasonry mm-hmm. and again you can't do this to any organization i mean you have uh, Again, you can go down the list. LGBTQ, okay. Million Man Marches, uh, any type of uh, Blue Lives, Black Lives, any type of of, of organization mm-hmm. is now, well, if they could do it to the Masons, yeah. they, they could do it, do it to right. any of yeah. us. Maybe they just don't like people meeting in general. Like, right. That's a problem. So now you're taking away people's uh, with civic rights yeah. to just assemble First and meet. Amendment rights, you know. Yeah. Uh, Worship of Joseph Schultz, you can see a strong parallel with the Second Amendment issues going on in Virginia right now. Police won't comply. National Guard being used is scary escalation. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll, yeah, if the ones who have to enforce the law are like, this is not right, (laughs) Right. then, yeah. And and honestly, yeah. I mean, anytime you start telling people they can't do something, any type of person, you tell them, well, you can't do this no more. Yeah. Even if you didn't want to do it. Well, who the hell are you're, you? Yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. Who the hell are you to tell me what to do? Granted, unless it, you know, unless it's outside of due bounds of like, yeah, the, if the it's like against the moral code or a something like code, that. But right. if it's just like, hey, some random thing that you can no longer do, even if you right. didn't do it before, it's like, who are you to tell me? Right. Yeah, that, I mean, that really wouldn't fly in America. It wouldn't I mean, fly in America. And could you just like imagine like. The FBI busting the freaking door down, and we're still up here arguing and bitching whether we're having turkey or ham sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. like, it's like, what are we doing? That's <laughs> so wrong. Waffles <laughs> are too hard. Yeah. We need to make pancakes. Exactly. We're you not making want any money off these freaking pancake dinners. Like, <laughs> I told you we you should have done French toast. Never, never mind, guys. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. No, but even like, you're good. I've got a picture in my head now. Going back to 
we're talking about other organizations coming in to help us out. So the first thought in my head was, you know, the elks coming out of the woods with like this yeah, whole the antlers, thing going. But then think of like Monty Python. Think of like Python. the Salvation Army coming in. You have an army of Santas ringing yeah. a bell yeah. coming out. Like I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give right now. Give don't ring <laughs> yeah. the bell no more. Hands up. That could get pretty uh, annoying. Yeah, just like it's 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 like something out of Lord of the Rings, yeah. but. Like you've got a Santa faction, you've got yeah, the, right. from the Salvation Army, you've got the Elks, you've got the Rotarian throwing like yeah. gears and stuff yep. at people, like they were Chinese stars. Mm. Yep. Um, the tribes just. Brother Ed Walker. Walker. Happy New Year, brothers. Hey, Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What would be the cause of the abolishing? Good question. Wouldn't that uh, w- uh, wouldn't that dictate the level of force by the government? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Well, considering that. Um, Grand jurisdictions and lodges each have their own individual identity. The only thing I can see is, and you kind of see it today, society is when one incident happens, it gets spun into a whole. You know, one bad thing happens in one area, and now it's it's bad everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like instantly bad everywhere. That's right. kind of like the the mo that seems to be going in society right now is where you have a ice. You'll have isolated incidents. Mm. That's, that's how but, like our legislature tends to work. Right, it's, it's how it works. Too, right? So realistically, I can see something bad happening in a Masonic lodge out, and I mean, I'm just throwing a state out there. So please don't take anybody take offense to this. But I'm saying like Idaho, mm-hmm. a lodge you know goes crazy and decides to I don't know do whatever the hell do they the whole do in P2 Idaho thing or something. Do the whole like P two thing and, and yeah. lose their freaking minds then or whatever. Masons or, are no longer okay. Or, yes, or it could be, even sorry. Go ahead. No, fire away. I was going to say, it could even be something even more basic and simpler than that, where you have a lot of mass shootings in this country. Uh-huh. And if somebody really wanted to make an anti-gun argument, anti-Second Amendment, uh-huh. and what if the shooter happened to have some kind of tie to the Freemasonry? To Freemasonry. Maybe right. he never got his third degree. Maybe uh-huh. he was bounced out after Maybe he was. I mean, he never claimed to be perfect. Happen. It yeah. could yeah. happen. Yeah. And then that could start some type of demonization. Chain effect. Right. Because... Somebody will have an agenda already there and looking for a way to attack Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. Again, brings us back to sweet, sweet Lucinda. Oh, boy. <laughs> there we go. The lively lady of uh, cheerful, cheerful disposition. disposition. Do we need an excuse to get But realistically, think about the Morgan Affair. That was a yeah. perfect yeah. event that yeah. one thing happened yep. that right. now it became a whole anti-Masonic movement. So yep. can right. it happen? Absolutely because it can it happen. Because it has happened. Because it, it has happened. happened. Um, and not only in this country. Not only in this country. And perfect example. But mm-hmm. that's a great example is the Morgan Affair in itself. Uh, would you see a lot of people who are Freemasons uh, fall away from the craft? Absolutely. Yes. You'd see an yeah. absolute decline in our craft where, like, you know what? The juice ain't worth the squeeze. Yep. You know, I believe in their tenants, but I'm not putting myself at risk. Yep. And there's, like, a, a myriad of reasons why that might be, right? I mean, you've got right. family you have to think about. You've got, I mean, maybe you just pay your dues, but you never go back to lodge, and you'd rather just practice in secret and not be affiliated with the craft, and your name isn't plastered all over a website as an officer or something, and you could get away with it. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm on the fence, man. Hey, I'm just, on the fence uh, just want to warn everybody, HR is listening right now. <laughs> Our, our okay. HR department I was, just hopped I, on Facebook. Good. I'll keep my <laughs> language watching in check. Right now. I was actually going to say... Uh, Noted. So, uh, welcome to the Brie Cason's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, worf- Worshipful... Uh, <laughs> worship Brother Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. I'll be Worshipful Brother yep. Jim. 
And you can be worse for right worse <laughs> for brother. Uh, what are you talking about? Freemason. Right. We'll take the square and compass and invert it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's exactly. upside down. Like, no, no, no. That's not it. No, it's a compass and square. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a square and compasses. It's compasses and square. We're rotating. It's different. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> but we'd still be doing this shit. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. This we is talk the about non Freemason. Right. Yeah. And we wouldn't yeah. have a Grand Lodge, so there'd be a lot more swearing involved. Especially probably, probably government people trying to yeah. shut us down. Yeah, there'd be people kicking the doors <laughs> in every episode. And this is why we need HR. Yeah. Now, so, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine hearing Yeah. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> Could you... oh. I'm not decent. There's nobody here. <laughs> is this the Freemasons podcast? No, this is the Bree Casons podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Different. Similar, but different. We're actually just like an acapella group, and we're like uh, practicing up here. This is our practice space. So, <laughs> see here, gentlemen. Maybe we just break into like, oh, Susanna. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a barbershop trio. We, we don't have a court there. We, we need to do it, too. Like, we've proven yeah. that we can do that. Oh, so, Susanna. Uh, <laughs> all right, from the top. Take it from the top, boys. The Freemasons podcast in exile. Uh, let's see here. So, uh, I would say uh, the dick. Uh, so, anyway, wouldn't that dictate the level of force by a government? Uh, yeah. Uh, again, I mean, how much force can the government exert? I mean, depending on if, you know, the particular lodge that's being, you know, we'll say under siege, if they are being under siege, or if the government is starting to really dig through people's individual files to find out if Worship yeah. Brother Ken Tarwood's right. a mace and everything. Like, how far does it go to infringe on your, uh, your civil rights? Well, I think here in the U.S. it would really start as a purely legislative exercise, where it's mm. like it is now against the law. To meet, and they'd probably have wording that's very specific about what a Masonic Lodge constitutes and what you're no longer able to do. Mm-hmm. And us being United States citizens would probably do it anyway, right? right? We would find a way around it, just in the same way that prohibition happened in mm-hmm. the country. That's a great example because that's a very you know American mm-hmm. kind of thing that happened right. where people were like, "I'm going to do it anyway," right? Because they wanted their booze. Um, but the way that it happened in Iran was, you know, people were like, okay, well, the, the government no longer allows us to do this. We're leaving. Mm. Right. There was no real, or at least not that I was able to find any real resistance. Right. And that's crazy. That I think it would happen. You here. think, you think there would be no resistance here? Oh no, there definitely were. Oh, there, there would be, be there absolutely, absolutely would be a resistance here. Uh, there it was like, I mean, that government would probably execute you or chop right. your hand off if they right. found you practicing right. as a Freemason. Right. Here, it would be a little bit more right. subtle than that. I had a vision, right, real quick, just in my head, like, of, so who would be the guy who would go talk, who would go to Congress to speak on behalf of the Freemasons? And I just pictured in my head, like, George Mudry. Me, with, like, the Anakin Skywalker when he was bad in, like, Lord of the Sith, <laughs> right? Like, with all the Masons behind us. Walking up the Capitol steps, you know. (laughs) But honestly, I would have to say that there absolutely should be a Freemason who would do something like that. Not walk down the whole thing with the Anakin Squire, the cloak, and wearing his apron and all that stuff. But go to Congress and say, listen, you're abolishing us, but it's okay for hate groups to still organize? Kiss my shiny white ass. There's no way that you're going to keep, like, neo-Nazis and, 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 you know, anti, you know, Semitic organizations are going to be okay, but we're not. Right. Because it becomes a freedom of speech. Much like, you're bringing that up, and my mind is going back to, for those of you that were alive during the 80s, um, there was a big 
congressional hearing about mm. banning certain types of music and putting warning labels on music. Mm-hmm. And I can remember D. Snyder walking into Congress. Mm-hmm. One, I mean, he looks like freaking D. Snyder. Yeah. But he was, <laughs> he's right. still scary, even today. He was man. so right. articulate. Mm. And yep. well, you spoken. have these guys Very that well come spoken. in and they, they look like 80s metal guys. Right. But then you know who came in and backed them up? John Denver. Yeah. John Denver, who was... You know, as American apple yep. pie as you can get, right. came in and lit up mm-hmm. uh, Al Gore's wife, yep. Tepper Gore. <laughs> um, and it was it started pulling in people from all different walks right. of life because it was a basic constitutional right, right. that was being mm-hmm. threatened. And people were coming out of the woodwork to support mm-hmm. it. And it became a legislative battle. Right? Exactly. They were like, okay, exactly. we'll all go and speak in front of Congress. And, you know, it was mm-hmm. in a Cold War in that way. It's not like right. the government was kicking people's doors in or anything right. like that. Right. I think that's kind of probably how it would go down. And that's one thing, thing that I have absolute faith in this country. And the people, whether you're on any side of any type of opinion about anything, is that when... When something is tried to be forced on, people tend, this country and people usually tend to come together mm-hmm. and, and fight against whatever's coming mm-hmm. down the pipe. So. so let me throw a little monkey wrench into your line of thinking here where you're like, yep, it would never happen. People wouldn't allow it to happen. Let's envision a future 30, 40 years from now. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't have an electoral college anymore mm-hmm. because certain people in power. Now we're completely popular vote and your states like california it's scary in another new york right and and think (laughs) and hear me out on this you're starting to get a lot of socialist representation from those states we have socialists within our Mm -hmm. congress bernie sanders right is a socialist um aoc Socialist. I think that's for a whole other conversation. But I'm just saying, you get the, you get, <laughs> get that type of regime in right. power, you might see certain certain liberties starting to be. That's the group mm-hmm. that's trying to go after the Second Amendment right now. Oh. And if you 30, 40 years from now, what if we're a socialist country? Well, bringing it back into this alternate universe, if that was to happen. What me and Ken already talked about, you're going to see a lot of resistance from Freemasons. Right. You're going to see, uh, maybe not the pig pen cipher, because I mean, pretty much everybody knows the pig pen cipher now, but you're going to start to see coded messages passing between Freemasons and an underground resistance and certain yeah. things being happened. Right. Uh, but that would lead to the abolishment and the government saying, yeah. hey, you can no longer, you're starting to get too much of a, a stranglehold or a finger hold on some of this stuff. Well, you are no longer allowed to operate. We cannot have right. you with threatening but see our way of life i've always found that the tighter you squeeze your grip on something the more you lose control of it yeah right but that and will lead the to the more that you try to force somebody or something to act in a certain way that you want them to act mm-hmm. they won't yeah. and they're going to do the exact polar opposite and they're going to basically say i'm going to do what we're going to do mm-hmm. and you you mean i'm going to do what i want and i don't give a liberty shit if you care about it or not and honestly, you're going to see, you're going to get rather than, this is where compromise comes into play. Mm-hmm. And this is why Freemasonry is great. It's because we all compromise, mm-hmm. you know, and compromise is a very powerful thing. It's very, it's much civilized, much harder to compromise, but in the end, it works the best. Mm-hmm. And if you, as a government, decided to crack down on Freemasons and tried strangleholding them and not, you know, and starting to 
pick out their members and prevent them from organizing, you're just going to make them organize more. Mm -hmm. And they're going to just be more effective at it. Mm -hmm. But how long does that take? Does that take a year? I think it happens within the first... Ten years? I think it happens within the first five months. Yeah, I mean, realistically, think of immediate. think think of, uh, of France during occupied Nazi. There was like what three months of calm, and the then Nazi, you started seeing the Nazi occupation. Not, is that what I said? What you I said, said? Occupied Nazi. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, no, but I seriously, have this, I have this picture in my head of like a Nazi sitting on the toilet playing on his smartphone, like he's an occupied Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when when France was occupied by the Nazis, yes, it was like yep. two or three months of where there was really nothing going on, and you know you could see all the German soldiers handing flowers to yep. the French girls and everything. And then, boom. Yep. They knock out a radio tower. Boom. They knock out a mass transport. And now, as the Nazis tried tightening their grip mm-hmm. on these resistant groups, more blossomed. And it just got yeah. worse. Right. But that process took it's like an itch. years. Well, you had the... Uh, you had, uh, it, there's you no, had, like, the loyalist movement no saying, in France, right? too. You're not, there's no saying that this is going to be a five-minute thing. If, right. That's what I'm if saying. If people are true to their convictions and they feel the juice is worth the squeeze, they'll mm-hmm. continue it for decades, if right. need be. Um, it's like uh, you know, it's like it's like a, having a rash and you itch. Right. What right. are you doing? You're just spreading it. You're making yep. it worse. Right. I understand so. the resistance might be immediate, but right. the battle associated with it would likely take some time. Right. Uh, Worship Brother Joseph Schultz. But if a crackdown is legal, wouldn't we have to obey the law and disband, or would we fat back and protect yeah. our brothers? Well, that's a tough one. Ah, but see, I can't get into it, but you know your Master Mason obligation. Mm-hmm. Yes. So think about that in terms of that. There's a certain key thing, word that is used. Yeah. There are key and you are still told to protect your brothers. Yeah. And it's up to your discretion if you choose to. Yeah. I mean, if, the, if something like this ever happened in this country, you would see some of the tenants that we hold dear in Freemasonry come into conflict, uh-huh. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would have to figure out as individuals how right. we want to interpret things and deal with that. You're going to Yeah, that's... I mean, the fabric of the nation is different at that point, right? right. So if what Worshipful Brother Joe was saying actually came mm-hmm. to pass, you would have a socialist government. This would no longer be the United States of America. Nah. It would be a fundamentally different place. Right. And Freemasonry right. in this country grew up with the tenets that we, you know, mm-hmm. that this country adheres to nowadays. Mm-hmm. If that were to change 40 years down the road and we were socialists all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Freemasonry and the... Right. The central government would come into conflict, and then you'd have to reevaluate. It, because then there's charges. also the charges, yes. Mm-hmm. But now, see, my whole thing is, you know, again, I've read Sun Tzu's Art of War, and there's mm-hmm. two key points that he says in there. You know, you, f- you know, f- make the enemy not want to fight you. Don't fight mm-hmm. them on their ground. Make them not want to fight you and to win their hearts and minds. Yep. And, and honestly, the longer you hold out, the harder it is for them to to basically quell you. Mm-hmm. The longer you're able to hold out in any type of, of siege, it becomes not... And I use siege in like a military term where you're like, you have all the... Well, stalemate, yeah. There's like a... Eventually, it's not going to become worth it for them yep. anymore because I, I think of medieval battles when they were sieging castles and mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the city of Antioch. Yep. Eventually, the Crusaders were on the outside of the walls yeah. and they were starving, eating yeah. their own horses. Yep. And the people inside were living fat and happy and they were yeah. doing right. 
eventually the like, crusaders how long won. do we want this to last? Yeah, do right. we want to right. retire and fight another day? Right, and what happens, you had a lot of mass desertions mm-hmm. during the Crusades where they're like, yeah, no, this ain't worth it. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And they lost. I mean, I think they left Europe with like 50,000 troops. By the mm-hmm. time they hit Jerusalem, it was like 13,000. So you, I mean, to death, desertion, you know, the disease, yep. all the, the major ones. But the longer you hold out and the more you continue to force your you try to keep yourself your identity right you're making it more difficult for them to to stop you and i I could honestly see that eventually the government at some point would say yeah why do we even do this how serious how serious serious are you about your right your worldview right and i think you'd also see a, a point where by us adhering to the tenets of freemasonry you're mm-hmm. almost going through that peaceful resistance to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna, you would have a situation at some point where the government would do something so horrible um, against these uh, brothers that are peacefully assembling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it would have some kind of shock value when you right think back of the founders. When you think of like horrible things that happened during the civil rights mm-hmm. movement, and people just watch and they're like oh my god these people are doing nothing they're just yep. peacefully protesting and they're getting fire hoses turned yeah. on them. and the people and that have nothing to things. do with our organization would be the ones to come and defend us right because, because they would see that you know it's obviously not right like this exactly. is not the way that you treat citizens of this country regardless uh, sure. so there'd be almost be a certain level of martyrdom yeah because there would be something like i said like the guy in tiananmen square going up against a tank and the tank took him out like you, you, you get you see something like that and you pull in sympathy from other parts other groups yeah. that have like you said have nothing to do with you but they just know that's wrong it's you very similar to something right. that happens in social media marketing right where you as a brand and you're running a bunch of social profiles and somebody gives you a zero star review and says your products suck when everybody else is saying that your products are great mm-hmm. the best thing to do and this is from community management is to just you know, tr- try to like let be transparent and say, "Hey, is there something that we can do to help you?" But mm-hmm. before you even do that, it's sometimes a good idea to just sit there and wait and see what the community does, mm-hmm. because sometimes it'll just take care of itself. In the same they way that handle, I can't yeah. say, "Hey, you know, our products don't suck. Look at what all these other people right. are saying." You can keep your mouth shut, and mm-hmm. they will defend you. And the other thing you don't want to do is be like, "Yeah, okay, I guess I got to close my business down." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know right, what I mean. Right, right, right. yeah, exactly. So oh, I, I could see Freemason. I could see Freemasonry be like, they're not going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, not a problem. We'll shut our doors. Yeah, right. Wouldn't happen. Yep. No, but like you said, the community will often police itself and take care mm-hmm. of it. I've mm-hmm. seen it happen multiple times, mm-hmm. and that's always my hope in this country. And honestly, for the Freemasons to 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 be abolished in such a way would actually hurt a lot of different things. To actually pull us out of things, first off, Masonic hair would disappear. Yeah. That's something that the government's going to have to pick up on their own. Right. Mm. Uh, I mean, think of Shriners hospitals. Think of all the money that Freemason lodges have in stocks and bonds in the country. From a purely philosophical sense, the fact that I mean, the fact that Freemasonry exists, in my own personal opinion, it means that civilization in general is doing okay. All right. If mm. there aren't organizations around that are like us, right? If 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 like right now we've got there's a decline in church membership there's a decline mm-hmm. basically organizations that have any kind of moral standards that they right. adhere to that they teach to their adherents mm-hmm. to have that diminish in such a way where it's like oh well all of a sudden freemasonry is not allowed mm-hmm. right 
I, I think things would start degrading mm. in general as a civilized society at that point. Right. I wouldn't want to see that happen. Right. No. I mean, that's the beginning of the end. If you say we can't practice Freemasonry in this country anymore, at that point, it's like, right. now I can't trust anybody. That's great. Right. Yeah. Hey, that sucks. Right. Um, so I think about it in terms of finances, right? So I've been to, I've been on, you know, I've been to annual meetings, right? And I, I know what our lodge has for money and stocks and bonds and the different things that they have. Yeah. I, but I, now we're just a little lodge in Seymour. We got, we got a pretty good nut here. I'm not getting into specifics, but uh, oh, uh, brother Ed Walker, what's in the bottle? That would be Lead Slingers Whiskey. That is a veteran-owned company, and uh, we, uh, well, we, Warship Brother Ken picked it up, and that's going to be our new. I think that's going to be our new one because yeah. that's freaking. Good. There's a local liquor store that uh, distributes it, but yeah, it's owned by uh, Lead Slingers. Uh, Lead Slingers, exactly Whiskey. who distributes it. Uh, they're it's the same all- company that does. Uh, Black, Black Rifle, Rifle Coffee mm-hmm. Company. Article yeah. 15 clothing. and I think it's just Lead Singers is their, their brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's it good shit, though. It's really yep. good. Very smooth. So back on what I was saying about the money. Um, so we're just a small little lodge in Seymour. We're doing all right. We got a, we got a good nut in stocks and bonds that mm-hmm. we're doing okay. Well, we're in New England, so all of our lodges are very old. And, right. And, you know, mm-hmm. and you put money in the bank and you have But now I think about, like, grow. Grand Lodge of Philadelphia. Yeah. I think about the Northern Masonic jurisdiction. Yeah, because Scottish I right, know yeah. what New Haven Scottish Rite has. There's <laughs> a lot of Holy money. And if the government shit. decides to come and take all of your assets, and I don't know if they would do that to investments too, but I would assume so. People are going to be kind of PO'd about I that. I think about if they made, I mean, the minute that, that whoever it was, let's say, what is it, the house would make that decision? The minute she banged her yeah. gavel, you'd have a lot of trustees and treasurers yeah. going and withdrawing that amount of money. Yeah, and you want to talk about somehow. You want to talk about stocks go yeah. down the hole. Yeah, like that's true. Would, I mean, there's enough the yeah. financial department. There's enough money hard. from our organizations <laughs> floating around in the market. Yes, there that, is. Yeah, there would be some kind of financial so impact. Government would yep. feel the pinch. Yep. Absolutely. Well, at least the, the economy would feel the pinch. Yeah. I know that. It yep. wouldn't be a. I'm sure it wouldn't be a bad one. But it would be a. It would be a. Yeah. Well, you'd people, feel it. <laughs> people get nervous when all of a sudden the market goes down, and the market would yeah. go down as yeah. a result yeah, of something would. like that. So yeah, I mean, it could have. Mm-hmm longer range impact to our now i also think about this so now again talking hypothetically government says no more freemasonry close all your temples Mm -hmm. do you think that the masons would pay the bill for their temples they'd stop paying rent oh yeah paying mortgages. everything would go into default who would have to pay for that well i mean Ultimately, it would be whoever the holder of the mortgages. I don't know. How does that work? The banks? It would be the banks. The banks would have to deal with it, yeah. The banks would have to do it. Now you'd yeah. have to go through litigation to try getting it, but we're not an entity anymore. So how do you litigate against yeah. people who are an entity? Yeah. You've already you've already wiped out all of our, our, our namesakes, so yeah. to speak. I'm sure they would have so some kind of plan in place. They would have that, to have some plan. Of course, we would end up getting but screwed. Now but now let's yeah. say you get a politician hey, that hasn't really thought this through and just decided yeah. we're going to abolish Freemasonry. No, our legislators <laughs> always think things through. <laughs> really? The laws are so very specific. And <laughs> but you needed. get my point, though. You got yeah. a lot of Mason be like, well, yeah. Yeah, we're going to find a loophole. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! We're 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 out of the game. This yeah. is yours now. Yeah, right, no, it's your right. building. Yep. So now the government would have to buy all the buildings. Yep. 
and or towns would have to buy the buildings yeah. and you it, it it would be a real real bad situation where realistically you can abolish freemasonry mm-hmm. but you're going to feel it on your end too you know, here's here's a question i don't know the answer to maybe you guys do when prohibition occurred what happened to all the bars and stuff did the same thing happen know. where like people were just like oh i'm not paying the rent anymore on this it's and- probably where they were told to close down or basically they probably wouldn't have to lose their building right so if it was a bar it was a bar but they have to give up all their alcohol right so then it so becomes to food. So now you'd have to change your operation yeah. whatever it may be be a bookstore which is usually what happened because that's when you have the speakeasies yeah. where you have the it became a bookstore but thing, you yeah. had the open door that you know was a bookshelf so there'd be a bunch of masonic libraries that absolutely museums yeah here's what freemasonry used to look like right um but just um you know it's just when you think about it it's just one of those things where could it happen absolutely could happen you're naive to think that i mean anything could happen and and, you know we've we've got some people popping on and off uh on the facebook live here so for anybody Mm -hmm. who just joined us recently we're talking about an alternative universe so to speak where Mm -hmm. freemasonry is abolished and how how freemasons would react how the government right might react and what could come out of it and you know we we talked a little bit about uh speakeasy freemasonry Mm -hmm. i'm going to trademark that Go for it. I don't think anybody's... I, I like to think that I just invented that earlier tonight. <laughs> Actually, i uh, got to give credit to uh, Corey Lady. He's the one who said uh, Speakeasy Lodge. That's after I mentioned it, though. Ah. Oh, That's after I mentioned it. It's all about you. Yeah. This time, tonight it is. <laughs> I'm a genius. I'm a boy genius. <laughs> oh, boy. My mother's watching. Clean, clean, it, clean, it, clean it up. Hi, Ma. Don't say anything silly, please. <laughs> so, uh... <coughs> Pardon me, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Freemasonry would definitely just go underground. Um, and I honestly think that you would have, uh, you would definitely have a resistance movement. And uh, let's get into the symbols, Ken. You were saying about uh, Freemasonry would be it would be. Oh no, was it you or Joe? Or Joe? Sorry, it doesn't matter. The symbols being more symbols prominent. Were being more prominent yeah. again. You might see, and I think it would be. Subtle symbol uh, symbolism. It's not right. like we're gonna take. We're gonna. All right. We're gonna get this uh, laser etched Masonic emblem or this laser etched uh, beehive or Tyler sword inside the heart mm-hmm. and stick it in the outside of a building. I think it would be more along the lines of like uh, spray paint. Yeah. Yeah. Or like just the, tags. The three dots, like the Master mm-hmm. Mason three dots from yep. them, you mm-hmm. know, just having that outside of building. Yep. Spray yep. paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get super real simple. subtle stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think that you know, everybody talks about the forget me not. I don't think that'll be used. Why? Because you can look up a forget me not and realize right. it's a Freemason. Yeah. So you get different symbols pop up. Yep. You might see like something as simple as the point within a circle. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's. Maybe it's just the face of a puppet. Maybe it's just the face of a puppet. Oh, my God. Puppet George, you could be the face of underground Freemasonry. God help us all. That's a scary world. I, for one, welcome our puppet overlords. (laughs) Puppet George on on a ham radio. Yes. Mm. To our brothers behind the lines. John has a long mustache. (laughs) The chair is against the wall. George's head is shaved. (laughs) <laughs> you bitches! We represent the lollipop kids. <laughs> all right, all right. 
Uh, <laughs> but you'd see... <laughs> Bastard. But here's the other thing, too. When you think about it, it's... You know, you started to mention you've got the symbols. You'd see certain tags. Absolutely. You'd see a tag from mm-hmm. in spray paint on a wall or outside of an abandoned... What, a building right. that looks abandoned. Mm-hmm. But you would get this resistance movement. And you brought up before, you know, they, Masons start pulling their money out of these philanthro- mm-hmm. philanthropic enterprises. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of money. Right, and I heard you when I was out of the room getting more coffee. I heard you mm-hmm. mention the Northern Masonic jurisdiction. Mm-hmm, well, that's mm-hmm. in Lexington, right? So, where's all this money gonna go? Right, money's gonna go to fuel the resistance. Mm-hmm. That's where yeah. it's gonna go, and there's a significant mm-hmm. amount of money that would go into it, whether it be covert or blatant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every revolution had to be funded by somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, we come from many walks of life. I'm sure if we had to, we could wash that money pretty thoroughly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Nobody would ever know where it came from. Right. Now, I mean, even on the smaller scale, I don't think lodgers would give up their lodges either. They would just simply change the name. Mm-hmm. We would no longer, you know, we would no longer write the check. Again, we rent up here. Mm-hmm. We'd rip our sign off the front. And we would just say, oh, we would it's you a know, community club. cancel the account. And just say, yeah, um, change it to the the the, the midget and redhead club or whatever the hell, <laughs> yeah. like something. You know what I mean? You change it to something that has nothing to do with it. You wouldn't even call it a community club, right? Because realistically, Freemasonry it's a fraternity, which is in so facto kind of a club. So if they're going to come after from a legal standpoint, from a legal standpoint, yeah. yes, yeah. Think and this about would it. be a legal so battle initially, right? I think. So, and if yeah. they can shut down. Fraternities, yeah. right? They could shut down clubs, and so yeah. you wouldn't want any type of hmm. club type thing. It would just be like you know, unless we were a book. club. And here's ultimately where <laughs> no, we already <laughs> talked about the book clubs. No, okay, book clubs. I'll execute band, every last yeah, one. Yeah, of that's you. true. So here's where I think ultimately we win. Mm-hmm. Freemasonry wins, or or any organization sort of troll, yeah, is because once you start taking away these fraternities and these societies, how did Freemasonry start? In the Stonemasons Guild. Mm-hmm. What are our modern day equivalents to those guilds? Unions. Unions. Mm. You start taking out these organizations, then your unions are going to say, whoa, right. are we mm. next? Mm-hmm. And in this right. country, unions have a lot yeah. of power. A lot of power. Right. Once you go after the unions, you're done. Yeah. Mm. You're the, done. The yeah. economic fabric of the country would start right. crumbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, How far do people want to take it? I mean... Isn't there truckers' unions? Yeah. yeah. The yeah. AFL CIO, right? Yep. They do the shut down the trucking union industry. For pretty much you everything. Will cripple this country. Auto workers, manufacturing. United Auto. Yeah. Think about that uh, housewife that didn't get her Amazon package. <laughs> <laughs> you think you got a resistance now, right? But yeah, unions. Uh, you know, look at every time they go to renegotiate the the garbage contract in New York yeah. City, and the union say, "We're just not going to pick up garbage." I just and they up. do it in the summer, and it lasts for like a yeah. month and a half, and things and everybody's smell. Like, okay, never mind. Right. I just win. think I just think of a female who who was like Amazon all day long, just like and I, and I just flip over yeah. to like Rambo. Rambo yep. 2? Yeah, exactly. I'll execute everything. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm thinking of Rambo 2. Remember when he's got yeah, the, 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 60, the M60? Yeah. Just... Yeah. Shoulder firing it or like... <laughs> hip firing it. Hip firing it. it. Hip firing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even care. He's not even trying to hit anything. He's just like... <laughs> She's just got a belt feed over yeah. her shoulder. Yep. 
No, but honestly, if you, in back to all seriousness, though, like if you shut down the trucking in, industry, forget it. Oh you know? yeah. No. Uh, you have no. You can't deliver everything through drones. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like you know, there's there's farming in very specific areas of this country. If you shut down right. the trucking network, everybody fucking starves. Yeah, like, that's right. Oh no, absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and then you basically you would cause. I mean, pandemonium. Throw you, you'd cripple the country. Mm-hmm. Well, and like we, I think we talked about. I don't about think it our, maybe would get that far, but I mean, I hope not. No, well, but you would start to realize that the you talked. I think we talked a little bit about a couple episodes ago, where your West Coast and East Coast oh, folks, those are your consumers. They don't really make anything. Yep. So, so once that Middle America starts to shut down and those consumers can no longer consume, they're not going to last very long. Nope. That's true. Except in Tarwood Hall, where we're subsistence right. farmers. So I got so a couple comments. Fun. I got a couple comments. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Brother Mike says sword and trial would be a symbol. Absolutely, that definitely yep. would be one. Absolutely. Um, and then he said rename it to Jedi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brother Heath Moss says the Legion of Karens, which <laughs> Washington. Could we use lightsabers instead of swords? <laughs> a Legion of um, Yeah, a Legion of Karens. <laughs> I'm going to build one in like five days. Nice. Really? Yeah, I'm going down to Star Wars or oh, Galaxy's right. Edge and get to do my custom lightsaber. I want to see a nice. video on YouTube of you swinging that thing around like your Mace Windu or something. In the park? <laughs> in the park? Yeah. Or okay. like where? Yeah, yeah. I want to be, you ever see that? We'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> I don't want to get too far down the path here. But, you know, you, 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 we could call ourselves the um, Loyal Order of Pendletons. Or something yeah, like the fraternal order, <laughs> fraternal of order of Lucinda Pendleton. I, I see. Like I was, I was with it at first because I thought you meant like Camp Pendleton. Because again, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. But now I'm thinking Lucinda. Sweet, sweet Lucinda. Fraternal order of Jedis. <laughs> that's it. how it's going to happen. That's how this alternate universe is going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be House Representative Pendleton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's gonna start the uh, whole ball rolling. Sh- That'll go pack my stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me get my three day pack real quick. Let me get my three day pack. Um, but uh, anyway, back to all seriousness. This I I honestly don't think would um, would ever happen. I really can't see any type of civic organization being banned. I mean, again, you have a lot of hate groups out there that should be banned. But again. People will also make the argument, well, it's their freedom of speech. Well, yeah. having a freedom of speech doesn't also make it right. But I think Freemasonry ha- is is pretty far down the line of organizations that will probably be banned. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. I, mean, uh, I, would, I would hope that. It would, it would have to be somebody who really doesn't understand what yeah, the fraternity is about to start <laughs> that Schultz. kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, we if, anybody who knows what Freemasonry is actually about, mm. we would be very, very far down the list of organizations. Yeah, to very, very far. I mean, we're... It's basically the best kind of organization that you could hope for in your right. country. You really uh-huh. don't want to stop people. We're tax compliant, yeah. realistically, you know, we we only we, we're helping civilization. On top of that, you know, again, we uh, we we what's screen vet our yeah. own group. Right. So yeah. realistically, we're only taking what we consider the best of the best. And again, some slip through the cracks, but we try to take the best of the best. Uh, for our fraternity. Yeah. We're doing better than Congress. So, And I think the way that... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are. We, we are. Realistically. But I think it wouldn't happen just because freedoms are woven into the fabric of this right. country. And our tenets mm-hmm. of Freemasonry helped form this country. Yeah. So you'd have to have a complete 
government upheaval. Right. Um, mm-hmm. For it to even be entertained, but right. kind of like our post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. episode not long ago, I think if something like that were to happen, your Freemasons would be part of reforming. Mm-hmm. I agree. That society and reforming that government. So I don't think... Could happen in another country. Let's not mm-hmm. kid ourselves. There are other countries like I could right. see it happening in, mm-hmm. you know, a communist country like China or, you know, North Korea. A little bit of like history that. from Iran, mm-hmm. right? So right. it could this happen. This is from uh, IranicaOnline.org. In order to resume its activities, the Grand Lodge of Iran in exile needed to be sponsored by a Grand Lodge in the United States. On the 26th of March, 1985, the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts granted approval to the Grand Lodge of Iran in exile to conduct Masonic activities in the city of Boston. Oh, wow. A year later, three lodges, Malv- uh, ooh, Molavi, Come on, come Molavi, on, your I turn! Got I got it. <laughs> Molavi number two, Hafez number eight, and Hatef number 33 were established with some 120 members and regular meetings were held in the Temple of the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts in Boston. Mm. So that's what happened. That's awesome. To and the Grand that, Orient in Iran. And is that currently... In place? Uh, I believe there's still a meeting there as I'm well. I'm sure yeah. it is. I mean, I mean, this happened in 1985 when the government yeah. kind of... That'd be a cool... I mean, realistically, jihadists think that Freemasonry is... I mean, right. you heard about what happened in wherever it was, Milwaukee, whatever. As right. of the last... Yeah. Yeah, as of the, uh, so the late 90s, they were too. still operating. Right. That's awesome. I believe that would be still a, are That'd be a really cool road trip to attend that one of those lodges. Yeah. yeah. That would be a really that would be cool. cool experience. Road trip. I'd like mm-hmm. to check the uh, Amity app to see whether all of those are recognized. I'm sure they must be. I'm sure they, they got to be recognized mm-hmm. by the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts mm-hmm. who recognizes mm-hmm. Connecticut. So. Make that part of our road trip when we go up to Masonicon yeah. in Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. That would be a good one. Yep. <laughs> Where's your brother Greg Schultz? I know a lot of half-ass lodges. Because <laughs> I think you said a half-fat Lodge. Oh, half that. Yeah, no. He's asking if he H A T E F. He has half as number seven. Oh, half as number eight. Yeah. H A V or H A F Z. Oh, that makes it all the funnier because I didn't pick up on Come on, Brother Schultz. Come on. half eight. Trying to be cerebral up here tonight for a change. But let's go back to this alternate universe. Let's say it does happen. I think definitely you would have a major resistance. And it might even become armed. Um, again, yeah, if you tried busting into not. the Hall of Tarwood while we're all downstairs in the basement having a meeting, probably wouldn't work out very well for you. Or, again, uh, even, I mean, I think about not even that, Southern Lodges. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about states that you don't take away their guns yeah. whoo, or take away their rights? Whew, I'd hate to be the federal officer walking into that shit show. <laughs> I mean, if it were up to me, if I were master of the lodge that year, I would probably move it to some kind of like neutral location. Like, I wouldn't want to do it. I'm just calling it. Home, I, it yes. doesn't necessarily have to be at your home. I'm just being. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> it wouldn't work out very well for the government trying to like stamp out all no. of the Masonic resistance I think you'd have, in this country. And I think you'd have, I'll let you look at that comment from Worsh Brother Greg. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm not on my laptop. All the time. name of. Uh, the very bottom one. <laughs> the name of your yeah, lodge. Exactly. <laughs> that would be a, a brick and mortar store that I started up, which would have a tanning salon in the. Uh, and that would the be the cover. And then, yeah, exactly. You tans. would like you would like open up one of the tanning booths and like descend down into this tunnel, and there then like go. we would have our whole like it's alternative room. universe. You can make whatever you want. Our lodge. I we also would call think... it Tarwood's Tan. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, it. 
I'd start a bakery <laughs> called Ginger Snaps. There mm-hmm. you go. And that would be yeah. like, remember the little people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be mine. Exactly. Remember the little people. Yours would All be like, a, like things remembered, you know, that's stored in the mall. Yeah. yeah. Be, Yours would be like a daycare, like a kid. <laughs> like, uh, oh, there that, you uh, go. A daycare kid, one. Um, God. <laughs> kinder care. Kinder or whatever. Kinder It'd be care. like your. That's, uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, and then when we closed up each of our individual locations at five o'clock sharp, we would all descend down into the, the secret underground. Yeah, the secret underground layer. Catacomb. And have our lodge meeting. <laughs> Open a lodge of Master Masons <laughs> with three. Uh, but I also think not only would you get a hard resistance, but you'd get a soft resistance as well, where you'd get um, you'd get a lot of Freemasons who would be. I, I think honestly. Well, again, we'll we'll use the Virginia thing. There was actually I watched. Uh, you know, I'm not getting this political specifics or anything like that. I'm just talking about Freemason in general. But one of the things that was said uh, was a cop said that he actually overheard people in Virginia in in like bars and stuff talking about actually grabbing politicians and literally tar and feathering yeah. them, like literally tar and feathering them yeah which is not a pleasant thing that's you get a lot of snatch and grabs yeah which would be part of the hard resistance but i think you'd get a soft resistance as well you'd get a lot of marches yeah and you know and up here we'd call it tarwood and feathering yeah tarwood and feathering that's right yes we would in a slightly (laughs) different technique basically you have to like strip all the skin off their legs (laughs) no it's bleach tar (laughs) then feathers and it can only be white goose feathers yeah exactly (laughs) but uh you'd get a soft resistance too you'd get a lot of marches uh, I, I think uh, across the country, you'd get a lot of Masons organizing and marching on D.C. And a lot you, of folks that probably aren't Masons. Yeah, you'd get that aren't Masons. So now yeah. how do you distinguish between Masons and not Masons? And then you go as far as saying, well, if uh, we're not going to allow Freemasons to march, oh, well, no, you, we're not allowing you to march. Well, now you got a whole nother problem because right. now you're taking away the freedom of protest. Yeah, now you're stopping everybody's ability. Now you're stopping everybody's so. ability. So, you know, mm-hmm. so it'd be uh, you'd really have to in order for that to really happen, you'd have to have some kind of government overthrow with the fascist regi- regime yeah. coming mm-hmm. in. And I just don't. I don't see that happening. I think that's happening. I don't here. think it's not happening. here. We would definitely have bigger problems to deal with, mm-hmm. right? Than just Freemasonry being right. abolished. We would be. Taken up our so what do you think, brothers? Government. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we're pretty safe. What do you think? I think we're safe. <laughs> I, think I think we're okay. We're I think we've established that we're okay. And if it ever were to happen, at least we have thought this through by going uh, through our hypothetical scenario here. Warshaw brother Greg says, "I don't know. People are generally lazy. True, but people are also very genuine to their convictions mm. as well. Freemasons aren't very lazy." Uh, <laughs> No march, no marches unless some perk. All right. Um, okay, so if you want to take that from like, a, let's go march in the Memorial Day parade. Okay, I see what Gre- Worship Brother Greg's saying. Yes, I don't see Freemasons <laughs> unless like. Unless no what? Unless no perk? Unless some perk. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, and again, I if you're contributing this to our marches on like 4th of July or Memorial Day or Veterans Day or Christmas parades, Sure, you're going to get a lot of Masons that are lazy. But if well, you take away their Masons right to that organize. Are going to like, you know, family dinners and, you know, right. family barbecues and stuff like that. So, But if you take a Mason's right to meet as right. a Mason, 
now you've you've given a motivation to yep. somebody who was unmotivated. Yep. You've given them a purpose. And yep. when you give somebody a purpose, that's a dangerous prospect. Yeah, we've seen that happen in recent yeah. times. Recent times. In this state especially. Reasons, yeah. Um Yeah. Well, we won't get into that. No. <laughs> but you can use your imagination. You can use your imagination. We're all smart people. Um but uh I think that's it. I think we're uh, as Freemasons. We're pretty safe. I think we've uh, we've pretty much covered our alternate universe. Yep. What do you think? We make it out all right. I, I think, think either so. way, we make it I out. Think all right. I think we make, make it, it out just yeah. fine. This I'm, is fun. I'm thinking more like now. What would be if this alternate universe? We'll do this. What's your fate? What would be your sought out outcome? My sought out outcome. Yeah. Like, what would you want this word the end happen? of this to be? So, if this were to happen, they abolish Freemasonry. We talked about SHTF shit hitting the fan. Yep. We talked about, you know, Masons resisting everything. What's what's the end game? Um, I, I mean, I believe in I believe in the necessity of Freemasonry as a social and cultural construct this day and age, regardless of what the government says. Mm-hmm. So my ideal outcome would be to be able to continue to practice the craft, mm-hmm. regardless of what that might mean. Government if it, if revokes... Yeah, I would. Yeah. Oh, if it were this kind of scenario, absolutely. I would hope that the government would relent because that would be the correct thing, I think, for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But if something happened where, you know, Worshipful Brother Joe, who's the the pessimist over here in the corner saying that's going to be socialists or fascists or something like that taking over the government, then yeah, I'd probably go into exile, but I would still want to practice the craft. Like at that point, this country is no longer the country that I know and love. So I would leave it and I would continue practicing the craft because I believe in it. But you believe that it would be in this alternate universe, if it was your universe, it would end up with Freemasonry, the laws being revoked, and Freemasons being allowed to practice again. Sunshine and puppy dog. Sunshine. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Everything. Big happy ending, man. How long? How long does this process? It'd be like Buddy Sprinkle saves the day. Yeah, on Buddy that Sprinkle can. saves the day. Exactly. There's a cat <laughs> farting rainbows. So <laughs> it would take probably Jeez. five years, under five years, for things to resolve themselves. I think. In my opinion. five years. Yeah. Think about five years. No, no longer than five years. All right. Yep. So Chill. I think I think Freemasonry would prevail, and even more than that, I believe the tenets of Freemasonry would prevail, and perhaps you would see a much broader acceptance of those tenets by Mm non-Freemasons, you know, whether it be our politicians or people looking to get involved in the government, it might be a return to, and I'm not even get into like family values or make it a religious thing, Mm -hmm. but just certain basic principles on how to live your life. Right. Um, Maybe that would be a wake up call for a lot of people that would say, oh no, nothing like this could ever happen. Right. And maybe more people would snap out of it and pay more attention to what's going on. Right. Yep. How long? How long does it last? The way that things move in this country, and I'm not as optimistic as Ken, I'm going to say a decade. A decade? Ten years. Because I think it would be... The numbers that we'd have to go up against could be very, very overwhelming. Mm. Potentially. And the resources. The, those in power have the resources. Mm-hmm. And politically, things do move slow in this yeah. country, generally. Yeah. Well, how long did Prohibition last? Four years? Five years? I don't remember. I don't remember exactly. Somebody, one of our listeners. Yeah, that, yeah, somebody, somebody will chime in. Somebody put it on the comments. But right. 
I think this would be more divisive than that, mm. which might get people to dig their heels in a little bit more. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go with three years. Why? Because it's a Mason's number. Three years. There you go. Well, three, five. And I went with the five. The only thing I picture in my head is, again, I, like, I love picturing <laughs> things in my head. <laughs> and I'm picturing from like Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, where John Connor is up there on the skulls, standing yeah. on all the skulls. That's how you see yourself. That's how I see after myself. All this. Wow! I Whether it's the bodies. end of the world, meteor strike, I robot over, I stack bodies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but all seriousness, uh, being completely serious, uh, I don't think it would last very long, because I think with the way, like Joe was saying, how fast, how fast news and uh, and things move in this country. Mm. I mean, your news is at the the, the palm of your hand. Prohibition lasted 13 years. I was just, I country. just found that. 13 so, years? 13 yes. Years. So you may. Thank God I wasn't born in the 30s. <laughs> Can you imagine? Or 20. You turn 18 and then. Yeah, drinking bathtub um, gin for that long. But, <laughs> so that lasted 13 years. As long as you years. clean the tub, it's all good. <laughs> you don't want to be the one catching a hair that's <laughs> in your bottle. <laughs> Especially if it's a red one. I would say, uh, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Continue with your thought, George. Yes. I'm trying. Try. Um, I wouldn't say it would last that long. I'd say maybe max year and a half to two years because I think that, you know, again, prohibition was in the 1920s when there was very little communication, basically only mail and radio, yeah, and it's only enough. local radio, whereas today, news is at the palm of your hands in two seconds. Mm-hmm. The minute that they, I think from point A, when they fact- actually bang the gavel and said Freemasonry is abolished to again we talked about Freemasons just I mean within minutes I mean because again you know Congress it takes a while for them to actually enact a law yeah. so this is not something that we would be blindsided by disseminating it down to the individual it would take to enforce it we, yeah, would, we would immediately yeah, we would know we'd what's up there. so the minute you bang the gavel and it passed the house you would see just every bank account just of uh, Freemasons just pulled you'd see lodges emptied you'd see Masons underground you'd see all that stuff go away really I mean social media pages everything go away really fast and then after that you're gonna have the resistance of it right and I think once they realize that Masons are fighting back, uh, I call it hard resistance, soft resistance, whether you call it, uh, what is it, fifth generation warfare, fourth generation warfare, where oh. guerrilla warfare, basically. Okay. Now, doing... Uh, Versus, like, marching down the street. I got to do it for Kenny. He loves it. But I think once they realized, oh, shit, like, we made a mistake. Like, we can't enforce all this. Yeah. I think what you'll eventually happen is you'd have a very fast repeal, and then everything would go back to the way it was. And I don't think it would ever be roses and sunshine and poopy puppy dog farts farts or whatever you said, because the Masons now at this point would be alienated that, yeah, no, we are not filing that 5013C. We're not filing that 994. Yeah, it would be like an underground Because we don't trust you. Yeah. And eventually, you'd start seeing rather cash passion through bank accounts being buried in the basements of buildings. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way it would go. Yes, that's my personal opinion. I'm an optimist. I wouldn't want to live in a world where we would have to do what we do in secret all the time and be constantly in fear I of love the government. The secret. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. I mean, we are good at keeping secrets. <laughs> all right. So you're saying it would happen in 
Two years? Two years. I'd say at least two years. I don't think it would last that long. And you were going for a decade? I'm sticking with 10 based on, even now, Prohibition was, what, 13 years, we said. And I'm looking at the Civil Rights Movement, 54 to 68. That's 14 years. Okay. I'm saying five years. I'm sticking with my decade. You didn't have any type of internet back then. Think no, of things but you in had modern TV. Time. You had TV, though. Yeah. But you had local TV. Where... You didn't have, like, big broadcasting mm, companies. I mean, there were, like, right? AM broadcasts back then. Everybody was listening to AM. Mm, I right. don't think so FM I'm... became a thing for a while. AM has bounced off the ionosphere and it's long range. So. You also don't... You didn't have streaming back then, too. Actually, your brother, oh, That's true. Corey Lady said, only if there were some way for brothers to live stream information to rally the masses weekly or nightly to get the word out. Oh, like a pirate like a AM podcast. radio a podcast. Like a podcast. The Resistance Podcast. We should start one of those. The chair is against the ball. John <laughs> has a long mustache. I think, you know, Straw I, I do what you're saying. You're, saying. <laughs> I'm not, you're sticking with 10 years. I'm so sticking I, with I, it. I'm sticking with it. I, I feel like, and then again, I'm not discrediting how you feel or anything like that. I'm just saying that news travels way faster right now. I'm, I agree with you. I just, you have to, to somebody's point where they said, People are are lazy. Mm. You'd have to have some kind of action that was so egregious to get some people mm-hmm. off their asses right. and rally behind it. And until you right. had that, people are people that don't have a dog in the fight aren't going to get in the fight right away. Right. You know? And something would need to right. threaten their way of life, or at least start to infringe upon them in some way to make them wake up and go, "Oh crap, maybe we need right. to pay closer attention to this." Mm. Because the civil rights movement was just a South thing for a while. Like, yeah, they'll work it out. Yeah. And then, no, it became a a huge thing. So, no, I'm sticking with the decade. Okay. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm right. (laughs) People (laughs) like their instant gratification nowadays. You know, they love their McDonald's. You know, we we have that kind of, like, thing where it's... You said five, right, Kim? Huh? Would you say? What was your timeline? Five? Yeah, five five years. years, Yeah. Um, You know, if something sucks, you deserve to get your money back here in America. That's how things operate. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think it would go any longer than five years. People would get lost in their Oculus and would have no idea yeah. what's going on. Yeah. I think it would be fun, though. For less than five years. To be like the, <laughs> res- the resistance leader, right? It would be fun. I mean, you would enjoy that. I would. You know what I would do? I would use a knife and just cut a scar on my face. Why? Not because I got into any battle, so because, because I think it would be cool scar, yeah. to be a leader, yeah, exactly. a resistance leader yeah. with a scar on your face, right? Because John Connor had a scar on his face, George. Is that why? No. I was actually thinking from... Uh, You're going Anakin Skywalker again? Because yeah, John Connor Boom! Did Anakin that, right? Skywalker. All right. Yeah, because he was cool. He killed like I'd love to see Jedi you. foundlings and shit. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's cool. Younglings. Something to aspire to. He killed the younglings. Oh, younglings, whatever. <laughs> difference what kind of uh, star wars fan are you a bunch of children i'd love to see you dressed in like a napoleonic (laughs) with your eye makeup your dark eye makeup i would whining totally do it because you know he was small too with the sideways there's a reason why they call it napoleon complex i would take my chapeau and just turn it side chapeau (laughs) napoleon actually wasn't that like a looney tunes Right? Remember? Was it like Bugs Bunny was against Napoleon? Remember? He was all short getting off his horse. He was like a really short yeah. guy. Yeah. Right. It was like and a Looney Tunes. Those, yep. those Roman cartoons were awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Now they all suck. It's like PJ Masks and like... Uh, I don't know. I mean, there, there were like... Did you, did you see this new meme that's based on like a Bugs Bunny character? No. Not, that, right. I, not well, that I know. There was only... Bugs the only Bunny reason I'm going to say this is because there, there was a proper segue here, but... So there was one episode of Bugs Bunny where... Hold on one second. I just want to just cue everybody who's listening. 
We're now off of the alternate universe. We're yeah. getting to ridiculous shit. Yeah, so. we're just we, <laughs> which yeah. usually we're we're on, on, so. it's about time we did that. Yeah, but there was one episode of Bugs Bunny where Bugs Bunny there was something going on. There was like a pit or something, and he was doing something with Elmer Fudd, and like all of a sudden he like inflated himself. He turned himself into like a big guy, big mm-hmm. chunky Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. and it was for some little skit. It took like two seconds or something like that, but somebody fixated on that and created the name for him, Big Chungus. I did so see then it was that, like but that I didn't understand like it. the meme of like early 2019, and I knew nothing about it. My Big eight-year-old Chungus? told me about it recently. Big Chungus <laughs> is the name for temporarily large Bugs Bunny. That's awesome. At the point that that happened, he ceased being Bugs Bunny and became Big, Big Chungus. Chungus. And there was like this entire like you know series of memes that came out about, about this large Bugs Bunny character. Yeah. So yeah, you think, brothers? Him. You want and to shut the song down? based on him and everything, but yeah. You want to shut sorry. this down? Maybe we'll go on community do a little bit after hours. Oh, because I went on to like memes and stuff. Now, well, now down. we're now, yeah, now, now it's we're like, in after hours. Now you got my attention. What do you right. think? Sure, why not? I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna shut this down and then we're gonna go over to the community. So uh, for the Freemasons podcast, I'm your host, Right Worship Brother George Mudry, signing off. Worship Brother Joe, signing off. Worship Brother Ken, signing off. Have a good night, you heathens. Big chungus.